Well, this is Panama Today. This is your host, Pastor Bill Wilbur, here in Gamboa Music and Inspiration for the next 30 minutes. Always a good time to be reading and meditating on Psalm 91. Let me take you into verse 9. If you make the most high your dwelling, even the Lord, who is my refuge, there no harm will befall you. No disaster will come near your tent, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. Psalm 91. Verses 9, 10, and 11. This is a time really to be meditating on the Word of God, meditating on the Word of God. Psalm 91 is a great psalm to not just meditate on, but to memorize that, to memorize that. I always think of the fall as the season when the leaves change to red, gold, and orange. The air is crisp and the corn is ready to harvest. When harvest time comes, it's obvious to everyone. In John 4:35, Jesus reminds his disciples to lift up your eyes for the fields are white unto harvest. Jesus wanted his disciples to see beyond the surface to the deep spiritual needs before them. You may know your friends aren't Christians, but do you know how they're searching for something to fill their spiritual emptiness, to give life meaning? If you're looking for ways to share the gospel with your friends, the American Track Society has the tools and training to help you. Contact us today. The American Track Society is committed to bringing the gospel to the world. To learn more about us, call 1-800-704-7672. That's 1-800-704-7672. At a previous program here, I spoke about What has happened now that you have received Christ? I know some people don't get the program at the same time. And I know somebody was uh, driving and couldn't write it down. So let me do these five things for you. I'm not going to spend more time on it. I got something else to share for you in a few minutes. But now that you have received Christ, here's five things. First one is Christ came into your life. You got a reference for that? Okay, Revelation 3.20. Revelation 3.20. Christ came into your life. Those of you who are writing, and you can do that, look also Colossians. Colossians 1.27, because we're going to be talking about our identity. Okay, number two. Number two, your sins were forgiven. I ask that to people many times after I pray with them. I said, well, what's happened to your sins? Oh, I'm not sure. Well, let's do it over again then. I give you the verses and so on. Now, here's one of them, Colossians 1.17. Colossians 1.17. I also tell them first John 5.13. That's a good one to give in that confirmation. Okay, number three, you became a child of God. John 
112. Receive the power of God now into your life. You became a child of God. And number four, you received eternal life. John 5, 24. John 5, 24. And number five, you became the great adventure for which God created you. John 10, 10. Come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be without problems. This verse works for those who are in the persecuted church as well. Rough times. But God is still working through their life. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5.17 is good for that. 2 Corinthians 5.17. For any person who has Christ in their life, they're a new creation. A new beginning in their life. 2 Corinthians 5.17 and then 1 Thessalonians 5.18. And if when you read 1 Thessalonians 5.17, look at the verses before that as well. Well, I'll let you look it up. It's got a lot of one-liners here. Rejoice always and pray at all times. That's that passage that has all these small uh, verses at one time. So, I, I'm reading these slowly for you because not off only for you to know, but you're going to be able to help somebody else with this. Yeah, you do. Christ came into your life, number one. Your sins were forgiven, number two. You became a child of God, number three. And number four is you received eternal life. And number five, you began the great adventure for which God created you. You may have other verses you want to put in there uh, that help support that. So, Father, I just want to pray for those who've made decisions for Christ and just need some understanding a little bit more of what you have done in their lives, Lord. And so we pray right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Come, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. And, Father, I pray for those who are thinking about making that decision that they realize this is the day of salvation. Make that decision now in Jesus' name. Receive it in Jesus' name. So, Father, I confess my sins. I confess that you and you are the only ones who can deal with this. And I surrender my life to you. And I pray in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Well, one day, our father was coming home from work, and when he did, his three-year-old daughter stood up on the steps, and she says, Daddy, Daddy, catch me, and she just jumped. She just jumped, and he caught her. He caught her, but she just assumed my dad, I love my dad, and he has the strong the strength of his muscles and so on. He'll take care of her. And so she just jumped. Now that's a really an act of faith because once she jumped, there wasn't any way out that she was going to be able to hold herself or control herself. She was just gone. She was out there. She it all depended upon the one who picked her up. Now here's a good picture of faith, faith in operation here. Faith and action. 
And I want you to know that your faith is only as good as the object you place it in. Sincerity is not the issue. You can be sincere, but sincerely wrong. And this is what happens to so many people. I remember being in a discussion once with my roommate when I was just staying in a rooming house, you might say, and the landlady came by and saw me one evening just talking to my roommate, and he was asking questions and actually more like arguing. And I had become a Christian about a year before that. And so he was having these uh, discussions with me, and I was showing him some verses and so on. And my um, landlady stopped at the doorway and just listened to us talking. And as we looked at her after a minute, she says, well, I don't think it matters too much of what you really believe. It's whether you're sincere. Now, that sounds so nice. So nice. But my roommate was sincere, maybe, but he was sincerely wrong. I remember a few years ago when we arrived here in Panama and living in Gamboa, and then I heard the trains. There were 14 trains a day, seven in one direction, seven in the other one. They all stopped at the Gamboa station form on the platform. And when they did, they would, people, passengers would get on and off they go and others would come. Well, if you were a passenger and you were a visitor and you were getting on the train and I said, hey, where are you going? They said, well, I'm going to Kalan. I said, Kalan's not that direction, it's this direction. You got to get on that other train that's coming. No, 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 I I really believe it's over that way. Well, it doesn't really matter how sincere or how excited you are that you're on your way to Kalan. If you're on the the train that's heading to Balboa, you're on your way to Balboa. And uh, this is what happens with a lot of people with what they quote-unquote believe and don't believe. But the trouble is they're playing with not just going to Balboa or Kalan, they're talking about their life and their eternal life. And this is why when Jesus was here, he spoke so many times, truly, truly, I say to you, or I tell you the truth, depends what translation, because he shouldn't even have to say that. His word is good enough. But he had to really make this through people's mind here. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He didn't say, I am a suggestion. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Sometimes when I tell that Jesus is the way and you can have eternal life, he said, wait a minute, wait a minute. You mean to tell me uh, that Jesus is the only way? And I said, no, I didn't say that. Uh, Jesus said that. I'm just telling you what Jesus said. And I just choose to believe in it and I'm trusting in him and that trusting is your faith now when you see that person of that little girl jumping there's an action that's involved here she can't just say well that's nice I'm on a step here and I uh, I want to get down and I'm glad to see my dad he's home now and 
I know my dad loves me and I know he's got strong muscles and this and that. She did it by acting. So in other words, just having the information is not enough. So just having the na- uh, uh, the information of Jesus is not enough. There's a discussion that you need to say, yes, Lord, and then I make a decision and I do something about it. It's going to make a difference. I want to tell you that when you come to that point, I know it's a spiritual experience, but it's like standing on a diving board and trying to make that decision of is the water nice or not nice? Is it cold or is it pleasant? I don't know. That's a long way down there. That's kind of a thrill to go down there. I'm not ready for that. But when you finally do it, you know, people say, come on, chicken, jump in, whatever. And you do that, there's no turning back. You know what I'm saying? You can't say, yeah, I changed my mind, you know. I only want to go halfway. Do you ever go halfway into a diving board <laughs> and diving like that? No, 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 no. It's you just do it or you don't do it because uh, this is a way that the object that you place your life in is uh, your faith is only as valid as the object of your faith. So this is what you got to do. When you look at the words that Jesus said and you realize he's talking about his forgiveness, he's talking about his love, he's talking about miracles, he's talking about his death and his resurrection and that his blood on the cross is sufficient for all our sins. Those are all decisions that we have to trust him to do. And that's why the resurrection is so important. Because we see Jesus didn't talk about these things. He demonstrated it. And he demonstrated with his body. And Hebrews 11.6 says, Without faith, it is impossible to please God. So maybe you're like the guy on the diving board at this point. And you've got a lot of information about Jesus. Maybe you like this program. That's wonderful. Glad you're tuned in to Panama today. But you can go further in your walk with the Lord. And when you do, I can't tell you what the experience is going to be. But I do know that it's an experience when you no longer are trusting in any way for your salvation. But you're trusting in Jesus and Jesus alone. Without faith. It is impossible to please God. Hebrews 11.6. So, Heavenly Father, I pray for everybody making that decision right now, that leap of faith, as we talk about, that they make that decision and they have the absolute assurance of eternal life. In Jesus' name, amen. I want you to know, when you make that decision, it's like, When you do jump off the diving board, there is an experience on the other end, that's for sure, (laughs) when you actually find out how like the father that caught his daughter, you find out that Jesus actually catches you and you have eternal life by faith. You're going to be with Jesus forever and ever. 